Welcome to Oh Brother, a podcast of three brothers trying to figure it all out with your hosts, Brandon, Colin, and Aaron. On this week's show, definitely iguana. What's going on? Oh, man. It's the longest week ever. How you doing? (laughs) (laughs) We, we, We barely missed. We missed out. Get ready for this. I missed out on three and a half inches of sleet and snow today by like two miles. <laughs> Is it about like feet? Probably, yeah. I think. <laughs> Almost feet. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it was basically feet. Like mere mere feet further east. And uh, I would I would have um, have had inches of snow this morning. <laughs> yeah, we had snow a little bit. It wasn't a whole bunch, but we definitely had snow. We had... Uh, by my reckoning, yesterday in a 24 hour period, we had uh, three out of four seasons. So <laughs> that's fun. Plus, tornado warning. Uh, yeah. Do you have that? We yeah. had that. We had that, was that fun. Uh, Tuesday. We had that on Tuesday. We had, I was actually doing a drop in on a dog and it was like 6 45. And all of a sudden, I heard the, the sirens were up. And I'm like, well, I got to get back home. And then they stopped. And that's always like, why? Why did you stop? And then they started up again. Yeah, it's always a little unnerving. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. And wait. then they started up again, <laughs> and I was like, okay, I guess they're really serious. <laughs> I better go home. <laughs> yeah, I did that yesterday. They worded up a little bit, and uh, for a while had the news on. Me and Chip were hanging out. Uh, that was fun. <laughs> there was. It was funny though because. We're teaching. Uh, it's weather science time right now, and so this morning I was so. Oh, you guys, uh, how'd you like that news? And we've been talking about like all those terms that you hear, and we we've learned about like what fronts are and what is the pressure differences, and we just did a severe weather presentations recently, and so they were like, "Yo, I don't- <laughs> that's awesome! <laughs> it's great." I had two girls, and they were at each, they were like at each other's house or something. They were like over at one of those houses. <clears throat> and uh one of them looked out the window on one side of their house and was like, "Man, you should look at the clouds. They're really dark out here." And another one looked out the window on the other side of the house and like, "What are you talking about? It's really bright and sunny over here." And they're like, "Uh-oh." <laughs> <laughs> so they went outside and they were looking at the clouds and they could see that they were moving like towards each other. <laughs> Oh man! And they were like, "Hey, that's what causes a tornado when you have <laughs> that, that wind shear, right?" They're like, "When you have yeah. those clouds moving towards each other, that's yeah. that front, and that's how you can get a tornado." And their dad was like, "One of their dads was like, no, there's not going to be a tornado.'" <laughs> she said, "Like right after he said that, the siren came on, and she was like." See, told you. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Bam, got him. So, <laughs> good job. <laughs> there was some like small stuff though, because I guess some houses got kind of like wrecked a little bit. Some mm-hmm. like one of my kids uh, no longer has a trampoline. What? Uh, Wait. it's gone. <laughs> it's missing. <laughs> oh my <laughs> like, gosh! Blew, blew away. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so there was some. Some stuff like real small, localized, probably, and like a uh, real high wind gust yesterday. Sure. But 
So that was fun. I just added to the insane week that it's been. Hooray. (laughs) (laughs) It really has. I, I, this week has gone by insanely slow. And part of that is, um, it's spring break for us up here. And so, Oh, what's that? I know. No, I have, uh, (laughs) we have been everyone, every, literally everyone. Remember how last time we recorded and I was like, Oh my gosh, we're insanely busy with dogs. Now take that and two exit. Um, and Oh wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We have, in one in a seventy two hour period, I said we said we told as many people no as are now currently booked for us, booked with us for the week. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah, so that's insane. <laughs> that is insane. Everyone was just like, "We gotta go," and the number of people that were like, "I'm leaving." tomorrow and it's like, like well, uh, no <laughs> not how any of this well, works then, then we're not watching your dog so yeah, sorry i know it's and you know so in it's you know some people had situations where you know they had a family member pass away out of town and they're trying yeah, to like leave. emergency stuff emergency, right and then, yeah. but, it, but i'm still like we can't accommodate right because we're full with it's physically else. impossible it's physically it's not like we can squeeze one in right like that's not yeah. how this works so <laughs> so we've been doing our best to try and convert people who wanted to board with us into us doing drop-ins in their house drop-in um, visits yeah drop-in. and and it's it's insane because um as soon as we say that people go well we'll just you know we'll we'll just have our neighbor do it and i'm like what <laughs> Like, okay, whatever, whatever. Fine. That's interesting, but you know, yeah, right. Fine. <laughs> so I didn't want to be that busy anyway. So I, I currently have. True. I currently we just got a new one dropped off. She's a, uh, a mini Aussie, um, and we have a Brittany. Ooh. We have a Brittany with us. We have a Labradoodle. Oh. I have a so calm dogs. Wait, no. <laughs> oh, I have a three legged. <laughs> I have a three legged um, lab named Trip. Yes, a three-legged lab named Trip. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's harsh, man. Come on. What are you so doing? Cute. He's so cute. <laughs> that's mean. I know. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> and then who else we got here? Hold on. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know what he is. He's a terrier something mix and a five-month, four-month-old lab puppy. So we're doing really good. Oh, my Goodness! All the calm dogs at Con's house currently. I know. Thankfully, I was calm. Yeah, with no not sep- barking at all. With no separation yeah, with no anxiety. Separate. It's very nice, right? Oh my gosh, right? So, yeah. Ooh. So, yeah. <laughs> I was t- I was telling Megan. I said, would I rather have fewer large dogs or more small dogs? And I've come to the conclusion I would have fewer large dogs for sure because it's a lot. Yeah, that's true. I have to hold on. I've got to switch my headphone jack. Hold on. Anyway, uh, I'm back. Okay. All right. Good. So yeah, my week has been long too. We had it. Yeah. It was parent teacher conferences this week. Ooh. So I had to stay at school till like six thirty. Right, and then like for Monday and Tuesday. 
And then it's been great. We're in the middle of hiring a new superintendent. So it's like interview time. And so Susan has to be there for that. So she's been gone forever. Yeah. You know, doing all the stuff. She's been gone for forever. And tomorrow was supposed to be a day off. But because of snowpocalypse, they're like, nah, just go to school. But they usually always have Friday of the parent-teacher conferences day week off because it's just so brutal yeah. and long. You have to be at school that long. And this this time they were like, eh, "No, it's fine. Do it." No. <laughs> what? But I don't. I don't want to. So tomorrow's are like. Tomorrow's are like celebration for positive uh, reinforcement. So we do that PBIS stuff, that positive behavior support thing. Okay. And, um, yeah. I I never I never remember what I stands for. Sorry, I'm a bad PBIS school. Is it inspirational? Um, I don't know. Maybe Igu- is it iguana? Um, iguana? Definitely iguana. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, tomorrow's our like celebration for like we track their positive behaviors, and if they get a certain percentages, we have a celebration day. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's tomorrow. What's the celebration? So that's going to be a uh, well. Being is that it's still the time of covid a bit and, pandemic-y. Uh, a bit pandemic-y it looks like it's gonna be extra recess yeah there we go okay <laughs> well you know what there can't, you go can't, can't be too picky in a pandemic i mean yeah they'll get time <laughs> this is um of course hoping that the playground we're going to the playground that we nobody uses right now because it's like really far away and it takes a long time to get back to the building so we're gonna go there oh and it usually drains off and isn't too muddy uh so we're hoping that's still true tomorrow (laughs) oh no (laughs) because it rained and snowed so we're like (laughs) we don't have a backup plan because all the gyms (laughs) are booked already yeah and they like didn't give us any notice about what time it was. So we have like no activities. Oh, so no. worst comes to worst, uh, we'll come up with a backup plan. We'll do like a rotation, right? Like one room can be like iPad room. They can come to my room and play silent ball. Everyone loves the ball game yeah. that I've invented in my classroom for of recess. Course. So we could have a rotation of that and we could just come up with one other thing to do and we can have a little rotation between classes. Boom. Every couple, you know, 30 minutes or something and switch them up so that could be fun <clears throat> i'm gonna suggest that tomorrow if it's really gross outside that's my plan <laughs> yeah <laughs> so tomorrow morning in science to calm down we're going to watch part two of wild weather with richard hammond uh <laughs> the episode about water because that's water. the part we started today yeah it's really good. I love that. <laughs> it's great. Uh, and so we're going to watch that tomorrow to kind of chillax. <clears throat> but it's just been crazy. It's like basketball season, right, too. So they've conned me into going to some of their basketball games. And I went to the... Um, I went to one on Tuesday because I was already at school. And mm-hmm. I couldn't leave until... Susan had to be there till like 8 o'clock. So after parent-teacher conferences, I just went to the basketball game. <laughs> and I went to the other one like last week. <clears throat> oh. They make me tired. <laughs> All that yelling. I mean, actually, yes. Yes, I know. Uh, <laughs> my kids, I know. My kids are like, my kids are like, well, if you come, you have to cheer. And I was like, they're like, you have to cheer loud. I was like, don't challenge me. Why? Like that. <laughs> you don't know. 
That's you don't know what you're getting into. That, that's included in the package. Oh, you don't fine. have to pay extra for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's what's going to happen. Don't challenge me. And so like I sat over in the student section because the parents really don't appreciate my enthusiasm. Uh, my cheering ability, right? My, well, my Rogersville bred, uh, insane cheering. <laughs> like I don't, I don't, uh, I was in the pet band for a reason, guys. Right. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there was the music playing, but also <laughs> the, uh, yeah, but also the extremely loud cheering. And so the, the kids were really into it. I, I got them cheering. That was fun. We, we harnessed the boys power for good their loudness and ridiculousness mm-hmm. tried to harness some of that for good and we cheered for the girls there you go uh, good job we, yeah. we call that redirecting <laughs> redirecting yes <laughs> so it was really good the first game i went to oh my god the girls gave me a heart attack it was awful like no it was they actually did really really good but they like oh. came from behind and won in overtime by like a buzzer beater rebound shot. I was like, I'm dying. I literally, I can't handle this. <laughs> Sixth grade basketball is not supposed to be like this. What are you doing to me over here? <laughs> <laughs> and then, so I didn't get to watch all of their game this last week, sure. but it was really, yeah, the first part was good. Uh, they won again. And then the boys, oh my, holy cow. What the heck? They did really great too. So great. It was good. It's good times shouting and cheering. <laughs> you know, it's good. So some of the parents were like, <laughs> the other teachers were like, can you calm down over there? I was like, never, never, ever would I do that. I don't think you understand how this works. Uh, yeah, you don't understand how this works. That's not what's going to happen here. And they were giving tours to like the new superintendent. So like the oh, current God. superintendent and the principal, my, my principal were like walking through the hallways and I'm in there like, yeah, <laughs> like screaming. <laughs> it's great. My building principal loves it, right? She thinks it's fantastic. Well, yeah. So, so. <laughs> but I don't know how, it. how our our current superintendent feels about that. Well, you certainly made know. a first impression. That's for sure. Hey, it's fine. I don't care. <laughs> Be known for something. I'm cheering for our kids, man. I, look, I kind of think of it too as like they don't know how to cheer for anybody. So we were True. cheering. I was telling them like, hey, 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 we got to do lessons. this. Don't do that. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm trying to tell them like, trying to tell them the difference between like, we're not cheering against the other team you go calm down we're cheering for our team that's important difference right we're trying to be not negative nancy's in sixth grade we're trying to be positive here so yeah. we yeah. want to <laughs> we want to make it a good experience for everybody so we're we're not doing that stuff we're cheering loud here we're doing that so it's kind of it's fun it's good times <laughs> so that was it and boy am i glad tomorrow's friday <laughs> oh yeah and i got shot on monday yeah uh, uh, i Dang. think we need to be a little bit more specific <laughs> that's true no me, uh, vaccine me... vaccine round one <laughs> what, that's the other thing that made monday so long because i had to go i went early in the morning to get round one of vaccine at the drive-thru uh clinic thing they had down and so I had to get up and drive to that and then they Do you know which one you got? That. Uh the Pfizer one. Okay. So yeah. I got shoosted in the arm. It was really like 
surprisingly the most efficient thing I've ever seen in my life. See, it's <laughs> it just, good. They just had it in like a baseball field down down there, and they you just like huh. drive through. They had them on. They had nurses out there on both sides. And you're like, here, here's this form. Stab. Fill this form out. And <laughs> as you were driving, because you have to wait for like 15 minutes to make sure nothing happens. You know? Right. They have some immediate side effects like, they watch for. Yeah. And so there's like, they're monitoring you. So you just, they just made a big U in this gravel parking lot. <laughs> and you just drive around the U. And when you get to the end, they're like, you good? You're all right. All right. Here's paper. Bye. Like, <laughs> that was it. It was. <laughs> They wrote all the. They wrote what time you got there on the windshield. So they just were walking around, looking at you, checking you out. Be like, oh wow, yeah. okay, bye, meow. So yeah, I was kind of was like, wow, this is weirdly efficient for <laughs> Barry County. Like, what's happening right here? I'm kind of shocked by that. So <clears throat> it was good, but it did make the day very long. <laughs> like very long. So, so did you because of that? And then parent teacher conference that night so it was like. <laughs> so did you have any side effects, or how are you feeling? No, I feel fine. Good. It does, in fact, hurt like your arm. Like it's really sore for a while. Oh, really? But then oh. that is fine. Yeah, it's kind of like a think of like a really bad like tetanus shot. Yep. It's just like sore for a while. Like, uh, sure. uh-huh. uh, that's all I had. And then, like, later in the day, I had a headache, but I, it's hard to know if that was related or the fact that I'm a sixth grade teacher, right? It's, you know, so I'm, I'm imagining it was just the fact that I'm a sixth grade teacher because I, I feel fine. So <laughs> <laughs> fast rebound. Yeah, it's like I have headaches all the time. So, like, yeah. not all the time, but like, not uncommon. Like, sure. Because it's, you know, you're on sixth graders all day. So sometimes you're just like, <laughs> not that six, eight, six, seven, six, six graders are inherently headache inducing but they may contribute <laughs> but they kind of are sometimes some days some days they are so they don't help <laughs> but that was it though that was good, good. Awesome. after that first day I was like oh hey my arm doesn't hurt anymore alright cool alright so we'll see after the next one. That's supposed to be what three weeks, I guess. So see that that was the one that's supposed to be like maybe you get like weird feeling, but I don't know. I've talked to a lot of people that are just like it is fine. So we'll see. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's been basically it. A long arduous been, week. Been busy. Of, yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> this is like way too busy it's like yeah can i be a little less busy please yeah when you start getting that i mean it's fine but like <laughs> it's hard oh sorry go ahead no you're fine. <laughs> it, it is it's, it seems where it's like it, it's manageable but it's not exactly the most pleasant thing in the world yeah exactly it's just like I gotta keep going. Yeah, I got things to do. Just, just a little bit more. Aaron, yeah. Aaron, what have you been up to? Uh, well, it's, it's also been an extremely long week for me. Uh, I am on call still. Uh, all the all of the crazy. Um, so that, that's been all of pretty much all of my week um, has been dealing with. 
all of that nonsense. Um, Shelby's sister uh, spent the week with us, and I did not know that a 12-year-old girl could eat so much snacks and watch so many horror movies um, <laughs> in, like, a three-day span. This, this like, we, we put on... Um, so I did. You could have told me that. I have 12-year-old girls all day. They're, <laughs> they're nuts. We we put on um, Rob Zombie's um, House of a Thousand Corpses. But that movie's not for 12-year-olds. Yeah, just, no, just that's it. what I said. And he's like, no, no, this is like, this looks interesting. And like, I was sitting there and I was like, um, you good? And she's like, yeah, it's fine. And then once it's done, she's like, oh, I actually really like that movie. And I'm like, what? Dude, that movie is messed up. Like, yeah. So she, she, yeah, she, she did that with, um, with Shelby. Shelby was not a fan of it. Um, <laughs> and so we watched that and then they watched like not one of the poltergeist movies but something along the lines like that and then some um some, uh movie about a doll that was possessed and whatnot and annabelle so question mark no it's the other oh. one Oh, Chucky? The other, other no, one? Oh, the, one? I'm out. That's, that's the two I know. I know. <laughs> Toy, Toy Story. That's the two I've heard of. Toy Story. Toy Story. All Toy yeah. Story. <laughs> so they, they watched that, and then they wa- we watched them. Um, excuse me. Yeah, Stranger Things yesterday, and then I had some crazy stuff go on. But they also, and small children can just out down on all of the junk food, because we went and got, like, just junk food for them to kind of you know like oh yeah sure you know whatever just go out and enjoy and do this like no they ate all of it like that i've never seen any small human consume that much but it was it was all of you consumed and so we um they did that um the snyder cut for the justice league films came out today oh did it so i have some yeah finally it is four hours long Oh, and so I have we'll, some watching. I have to say, we'll be looking forward to your report next week. Uh, so <laughs> that is not a challenge I'm going to get done on. <laughs> I've, I've always been extremely excited for that to come out. So that came out. Um, and then I, I got home super late today. Um, it's going to be a long day tomorrow, and I'm going to Oklahoma City this weekend. Uh hang out with friends. Shelby's going to go down to Texas and do some shopping with her mother for um, it, it's her mom's birthday weekend. So they're going to go down and do that. And so I'm like, oh, it's free weekend for once. And so I'll, I'll go down and do that. All good. Yeah, that's that's what Aaron has been doing this entire week. It's just been one crazy thing after the other or Coming home and being like, "Oh, you're still up watching horror films." Gotcha. <laughs> I'm gonna not watch that. So don't bother. Like, don't mind me. I will not. Is it, is it, well, because like I, my horror film experience has never been that great. Granted, just I I watched um, Signs in Kansas, and so that freaked me out. So I had a different taste on how horror films are. Um, <laughs> 
too re- it's too real. Whenever you're <laughs> watching it in the field of corn, don't make so much corn. So I had, had 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 the film. I watched it with cousin Alex, and I was like, "Oh wow, Mel Gibson! Oh wow, so much corn!" And then like you come out into the parking lot, there's corn there. You're like, uh, yeah, I'm like, oh, um, oh no, <laughs> oh, and it's just it's just been you know something that's been in my mind ever since. I'm like, I don't I don't like corn. <laughs> question about you for you on that um i know that early on in the uh, pandemic yeah. there was concern about r- reporting and uh accountability and people um uh re- reporting child abuse and concerns uh, and that there was fear that that would go down because schools weren't in session and there were other things like that. how has that panned out um and what what kind of things have you seen as far as just general trends of, of reporting? Has it, it sounds like it's increased in frequency lately. Yes. And no, usually by, so it, 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 it fluctuates basically as school goes. Um, if schools are in session, it's usually busier regardless. Okay. Um, yeah. A, a lot of people were concerned that that, and, and it still sort of is, kind of how it pans out if you think about it like school's not in session either due to like some sort of holiday um you know things go you know calls go down um school comes back into session you know it goes back up um we're also we're, we're seeing kind of a big trend of you know the quarantine uh, quarantine went down or started uh, this time last year aka nine months so we're also seeing like pretty high birth rate go up. Um, that's a thing. And so we're getting a lot more like kind of younger cases. Um, counties, like, so, so Osage County, for those of you listening, if you don't know, um, it's the largest county in the state of Oklahoma. However, we are the most sparse. Like we have the very least populated um, because we're, you know, we're so big, we're so spread out. Uh, places like Oklahoma City, um, Oklahoma, or sorry, uh, yeah, Oklahoma City and Tulsa, they're their own counties, but they're separated DHS or you know, child welfare wise into like separate districts, and they are constantly busy. Like it's not very so in in our county on a, in a normal week, you're 
one person is probably going to see like a case a week at best. Um, Tulsa County, on the other hand, they get about like one worker can get like three cases a day. And like you have to get those cases done that day kind of thing. And so with, with them, it is like it's a much busier um, you know, ordeal. It's you know, more constant. I mean, like on a busy week for us, I mean, there was, you know, we, we helped with other counties. Um, I got one case a day for an entire week. And then there was one time where I got two cases a day. Wow. Um, but there wasn't, there wasn't a really kind of a trend, if you, if you will. Um, I mean, it, it was just the, the, the sheer amount of stuff that we got and just the, you know, of what kind of things that we saw. And I can't, I can't go into details as far as like investigations go, but there, there's right. a lot of things that like ranging from, you know, oh, this, this shouldn't even be investigated to, yeah, I need to go out with law enforcement like now kind of stuff. So there, there, there's a, there's a big, it, 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 there's no way to know like what's going to come in. Um, it, it just kind of happens and you're like, ah, well, it looks like I'm going to be, you know, dealing with 12 different kids today. So this will be fun. Um, I can't, there are, our kind of hippie-esque director did some sort of statistical thing and I just haven't been bothered to look at it or pay attention. Um, because you know, I've been, you know, they're, they're wanting us to do this and also do all these trainings of, you know, how to properly wear your mask um, when you're visiting families to not seem like you're, you know, dangerous. What are you talking about? But it just, I don't know, just, Pay me for my mileage. Like, let me go do my job. I don't need your if you do your training. Like, I don't care. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot of that. Um, but as far as like actual like statistical trends, I, I can't tell you because they usually you know fluctuate with the school year. Um, when it first started, yeah, we like there was like two weeks where I did not get a case, like at all. And it was nice. I got a lot of documenting done. I did, you know, you know, I got I got a lot of cases done. I was literally down to like zero percent. Um, and then like boom, the week after that, I got three cases in two days. And I was driving all over the county. And you know, I went from you know maybe like ten percent on my caseload to over one hundred and twenty percent, which just means they they base it off of how many children are in each referral, and we go from like ten percent, meaning aka like one kiddo to oh boom, here's you know all all of the children. So it um it it, it was a vastly different vibe going from oh i'm not doing anything i don't have any cases to do, to do, to do. and they're like oh fiddle um here's all this so um other counties could probably tell you like no dude it's like crazy like all the time but like for our county sometimes it's like i haven't had to talk to a single person at all and it's been great and i love it or then you're like i, I visited three separate families in one day i don't know what time it is right now i didn't eat lunch um so yeah, it just it just varies. 
honestly. Okay. Well, I mean, that's good to know. Because, uh, again, when, when this all started happening, especially when schools started to shut down, that was a big concern. So it just sounds like there's there's always fluctuations and you're just always kind of busy and sometimes not. So <laughs> it's... Yeah, I, I I remember reading a lot about you know, people and and that concern of you know oh there's not going to be people monitoring children there you know people no one's going to be there for the kiddo and like we we did see that that was that was a thing that did occur um, however um, there was always a way for someone to report something sure. in concerns so the fact the fact that, that there were people. Um, you know, there or wherever they may be, you know, being supportive, being vigilant, helping kids out um, ha- has been tremendous. Um, and so, as far as like, why is it bleeding? Oh, hello. What? I have all of the blood on me. Um, Hold on. <coughs> Sound um, like one of my sixth graders again. They do that once while they're like, can I have a band aid? Like, why? Like, I'm bleeding. Like, how? No. You're just sitting at your desk. What are you doing? I, uh, yeah, I, I was, was going to say, it so, sounds like I'm the start to a here. horror film, actually. Um, it's true. <laughs> Aaron, check your back. Where's the knife? Is there a doll? Oh, sorry, yeah. I, was, <laughs> um, I watched some nature documentaries. And they talked about, like, these different levels of, like, leeches. And I'm like, dude, that's crazy. Leeches? That's weird. And then, like, I looked out, I'm like... Where's the leech? So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what's happening, guys. I'm sorry. Okay, well, it's all right. It's terrifying. Aaron is bleeding. Okay, well, give us a sit yeah. on that in every 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 little bit. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm very worried. Do you have band aids? Um. Yes. Okay. Oh, a lighter. Here we go. Uh, that's not a band aid. Light. Oh, 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 I thought he said no. the blood was getting lighter. <laughs> I was like, that's not good either. Oh, no, I have a, I have, I have that, a lighter. That's definitely worse. <laughs> I have hand sanitizer and a lighter. Guys, I'll be fine. Uh, this is about to get real bad, ladies and gentlemen. I apologize I'm for Jason Warren. I know what I'm doing. Have you ever oh, field carterized a wound? <laughs> 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 neither um, have neither have I. Get the blame you have I. Oh. This is not I going to be pretty. One time. Uh, what? I, I didn't realize how hot you needed. Yeah, so it was in Boy Scouts, and that probably doesn't help my story much. Um, no. But I watched <laughs> you know, Bear Grylls. I was like, look, guys, I got a little cut. I'm going to you know, fix it myself. And I, just, I stuck my knife in the fire <sighs> for like a <sighs> minute. And like stuck it on my leg. Oh. I was like, "What does it hurt more?" Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's burning. Not, not my most proudest of moments. You say uh, that's like time. a that's like a last resort for like a massive wound. Yeah, and right? they usually it's not like, like I've got a small thorn. Yeah, I've got a small little nick. I better burn it closed. It's not new, man. Like, like, oh dear. Yeah. So, oh no. I, I have not done that since. So. That's good. Please don't do that again. Let's not start now. I'm just gonna put this napkin on that. There we go. All right. Oh dear. All right. <laughs> oh my. As Aaron bleeds out on air. Uh... 
They're in bleeds of death. Well, that's unfortunate because I had a follow up question for Aaron about something completely different. I was going to change the subject yeah. and ask him oh, something sorry, else. Sorry. Uh, Aaron, why? I wanted. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, before you bleed out. I wanted to ask about. You texted me earlier this week and you t- told me that you were reading The Romance of the Three Kingdoms. How's it oh, going? Yeah, hold on. Wait, hold that out. Hold on. Hold on. This is, this is not a visual program. You don't need to pull it out. <laughs> <laughs> that's true as you can uh, see ladies and gentlemen I am on page 700 out of like my two volumes it's like 1000 there you go um, out of in this version I got page 613 um, I'm say so the events that were that are chronicalized the person wrote this stuff down like a thousand years after all this stuff happened. Yeah. Um, ch- uh, ancient Chinese, not poetry. That's not the right word. Is it? It is like but prose, it, though. It's very much kind of like in the style of like the Iliad, right? Where it's yeah. just like telling you a thing. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not like any like. First of all, it's not like any like history book I've ever read. Um, I've read a lot. It's it's very like, hey, this happened, this person did this, and oh, and by the way, this happened. And then it throws in there some sort of like random fact about some random person. Yeah. Like, and, uh, and also there's like like an abnormal number of beheadings in that book. Just spoiler me knows. Like <laughs> just like there's like and his head is cut off. You're like, what what? <laughs> Yeah, so it, it kind of helps. Um, there's a few. So I'm also playing um, the Three Kingdoms Total War game. There you go. Um, which is <laughs> I was waiting for Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> super hard. And, um, and so I've watched like some YouTube videos to kind of like brief me on like what I'm getting myself into. It's it, it's very like cool to see like oh wow this is how like. You know, like this is this is the book that you know started you know all of this and you know yeah. the Han Dynasty and blah blah. But it, it's just so like weird to read because I just got to the the part where uh, Dong Zhou was um, was tricked by, right. by some governor's like daughter. Yeah, Dong Zhou. Yeah, he's easy and, now. Like, no spoilers. His, right. <laughs> His, his, yes, no spoilers for this two thousand year old story. Right, um, like his right hand man was like, "Oh, this was promised to me," and then then he like killed him. Like, oh, well, that's kind of anticlimactic. Like, I get it, but like, but yeah, there's yeah. some more substance behind that. Really, uh, that's true. It, for a true. book called The Romance of the Three Kingdoms, you're like, can I have some more detail, please? It's, like, it's not very romantic. Yeah, well, it's, it's just like. Cover- it covers uh, so I'm <laughs> I have, I'm reading up more on this book while you guys are talking. Uh, just some book stats. So this covers what a hundred. Oh yeah, it's years? a long period of time. It covers a hundred yeah. years, and and it yeah. does this w- with nearly a thousand dramatic characters over the course. Yes, of the book. it's it's so dense. To put this like into- the dog's row thing is like the very beginning, and then there's like all this. Yeah, it's crazy. And and I had, I had to look history strongest warrior. The number, guess what the average number of words in the typical novel is? Oh, just a normal novel? Yeah, normal novel. Oh, I don't know. A couple thousand, maybe. 40,000. Guess how many words are in this book? 
like a million. That book just, is so huge. Just about. It's it, exactly uh, just a, a total of 800,000 words. <laughs> yeah. I have it in two volumes. It's I have volume one and two, and it's like a thousand pages together. So, <laughs> like, so my question is crazy. So, you, so you've, Brandon, you've read the whole thing or parts of it or. Yeah. Okay. I've read the whole thing. Okay. And Aaron, you are now reading it. But it's been a while. How do you even keep track of all of those? <laughs> of all, he's on seven words. All of those characters over the course and let it have an impact on on you, the reader, right? Like, I think it'd be easy to read it like a history yeah. book and end with nothing and have no impact or no. But it's supposed to be the romance of that. So, like, how do you keep yeah. all that and still be impacted by the story? Uh, my takeaway from reading the whole thing is there there are like some defined acts right like there are like a whole bunch of mini story arcs that happen okay right there's like the thing with dong Zhuo that happens and then there's like some stuff about like sun jian right in the soon kingdom and then there's kind of like a section that's about like uh liu bei and the peach garden peach garden yeah um yeah they with, him and his his quote-unquote brothers yeah, his brothers. Yeah, let me. Yeah, uh, Zhang Fei and Guan Yu, right? Uh, they so there's these kind of like yeah. mini story arcs and everything, and then there's stuff with Cao Cao, and there's like the Dian Wei, his bodyguard, and how he like sacrifices himself to save him, and the castle escape thing, and like all that stuff. Like, so there's it's weirdly it's weird because it's like this huge, dense, like hundred year saga. But it's broken down kind of into these like little mini arcs that occur okay. that are kind of interconnected to tell a full story. Sure. Right. So it's kind of like reading a series of events like this event yeah. happened and then like this event happened and they're kind of tied together in some way. But you can kind of read parts of it and kind of stop and digest that bit and then read the next bit. And kind of digest that and see how it's connected. You do sure. kind of have, you cannot read it just like, you know, like a thriller novel where you just like blast through it, you know, and you're like, do, 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 read through. Let me read this little yeah. paragraph real quick to kind of like understand like the, like the terminology. It's used in this book because this is the Penguin classic. Uh, having sworn their mutual alliance, they agree that um, in, in this book, they use his name, not Liu Bei, um, but it's like Zonade Zandi. Oh yeah, will henceforth be considered the elder brother, Wang Yu the second, and Xiang Fei the third. Having vowed before heaven and earth, they cook the meat and share out the wine and invite the three hundred or so who have agreed to join them from the surrounding area to feast and drink with them in the middle of the people. Like there was yes. a lot of information just in that. <laughs> yes. So, okay. But like th this book is weird because after the chapter. Like, you'll read a little bit, and then, like, he'll have, like, I kind of call it, like, the Dragon Ball Z, like, epilogue thing, because it's, like, in this one, um, uh, he must die, Zhangfei shouts. He draws his sword, rushes back to the Imperial Forces camp, intends on killing Dong Zhou. And then it says, will Dong Zhou survive? This will soon be revealed. And then, it's like, boom, next chapter. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. Also, Zheng Fei does that a lot. He's a very angry boy. Like he's good. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've noticed. 
But yeah, it, it like in my in my mind, like I was going to read it like as a history book, but it's not like that. But then it like, but it kind of is stuff. Yeah, it's weird. But sure, it it goes from it goes from this, and then like especially when you get to the like on what you were talking about, like keeping all those characters like legitimately focused. Um, like once you get to like the the eight princes period like oh, that kind of yeah. really goes out the window because you're like i don't remember who this person is well yeah but the princes uh, don't matter because it's the other important like leaders of the territories that are yeah. the big thing like the warrior and, people that and, are involved that's, yeah that's the so, focus like, of the story in in this like it it talks about like you know there's definitely like the people that you need to focus on um <laughs> especially when it actually gets the three the three kingdoms of Chao. New Bay and who's the other guy? Uh, Sunsei. Yeah, Sunsei. Like those people. Like ah, yes. And then his yeah. later, his brother Sun, uh, Sun Xuan. Yeah. Um, I can't. I can't keep all the emperors in check because it, it becomes a nightmare. Um, afterwards. Well, yeah, but they're again, they're not important because they're like, you know, those three leaders are like using them to help get advantage on the other one to be the. It's a whole thing. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so it it takes a little bit out, and there there is sometimes like in the front of this book, um, it actually kind of gives like a little brief like like who the person is and like like who like how are they related? Oh, that's good. Her. Like the cast list almost kind of. This, this one also gives me like a yeah. This one also gives me um, has like chronology. And then it has like a little. It has some pictures in it too. Like, oh, that's what that person looks like. Yay. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so it's. Uh, yeah, I it, I I dove into it, and then I'm like, right, hold on. Like I set it down. I haven't touched it in like two days, and I picked it up three like days. I was on. I was like, oh, crap. Where am I? Who are these people? Oh no. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, the this person's doing this. So pretty good i'm I'm caught back up now right well that that brings me to my follow-up question i wanted to ask about uh not sort of like books that are outside the standard just kind of like the text structure right because you have most books kind of follow a similar text structure story arc you know you get that like western uh you know the what is it called the plot diagram that you kind of follow right um do you like I was wondering if you've ever read any other books that are like kind of outside the norm that struck you as like bizarre and were like they're often more difficult to read because they're so different like that. I was wondering if you had uh, either of you had any examples from your reading, your literary past uh, that sort of struck you as just kind of like outside the norm of uh, that standard text structure, kind of like how this one is. It's just very like very dense very like what what what's happening what's going on <laughs> hmm. that's a great question um Colin, anything you can think of off the top of your head um i think i for, for me i think the the first time i had this love that impact of this is not written the way i'm used to reading was when i read robinson yeah. crusoe um 
Oh, and, that's and, a good example. And I learned of the invention of the semicolon. And because <laughs> in Robinson Crusoe, at least the version I wrote, read, you would look at the text and you'd be like, that is a full paragraph. And you dive into it. And all of a sudden you're like, this is a sentence. This is all one <laughs> sentence because it's just semicolon, 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 like, like two semicolons in a row or three semicolons. And, and, and coming from everything else that I had read and now how it was written, the, and having to, for me when reading that one, it was written in such a way that you had to simultaneously hold all of these same ideas up in the air so in, before you reach the period of the end of the sentence, before it all made sense, right? Like that, that yeah. style of writing of like this, this thought and this concept moving in this direction, but also this thing moving forward. And then we're going to put them together at the very end. To me, it's not, I don't think it's not, it's not exactly like a true literary, literary difference. I think it was more stylistic what, to what they wrote or the, the, the way they That's, wrote. Yeah. But, but to me, when you were, when you were, describing this feeling of reading something that was just wholly different and, and required a new way of thinking or processing what you're reading like that. That was the first time I just have a very distinct memory of reading through that and, and being forced to actually like, okay, how, I have to process this book differently than I, than I could read a, a, a red wall or a Harry Potter or anything like that. Like it's going to take yeah. me a little bit to work through this. That's what I, yeah, that's another, that's a good point. Like how they pee, how they use punctuation and grammar. Uh, I read a book, uh, where is it on my shelf? It's called, uh, Oh, by gaslight, uh, by Stephen price. And it's a book about like Victorian London. Like it's all, you know, it's right up my alley. It's like Victorian London. And there's like a, yeah. one of the Pinkertons is there and he's chasing down this like mysterious thing. And they're trying to solve this mystery from the past. <clears throat> but the guy that wrote it, it's his first novel ever. And it's, he's a poet. And you can tell because like there's no quotation. There's no like standard punctuation. So like when people are talking, you have to really be like, who said that? What's happening? Like it's not structured in that, that dialogue structure, that standard dialogue structure that you're used to seeing is not there. Yeah. It's non-existent. And so it's really kind (laughs) of, it takes a lot a while to be like, what? What, who said that what's going on what happened like what <laughs> <laughs> to kind of follow it and it it's really good once you get into it and the story's good and it's fine um <clears throat> you can also tell he's a poet because like every once in a while he like throws in like by gaslight in like a random sentence you're like yeah yeah i know it's a title i get it oh, oh yeah. wow <laughs> yeah yeah so it's like <laughs> well and i think I think for me too, like I'm trying to think of other other times where it's just been made readily apparent to me. And I think there are, um, for me, um, reading through passages of the Bible, at least of going, okay, how did, how would a oh, yeah, Hebrew a- <laughs> writer structure this thought? Right, like how would how is the how would this this? But you know, that's a little bit more like again, this translation from a foreign language of like, okay, we're going to put these kind of thoughts are always at the beginning of the sentence. And then we're going to structure it around that and bring it, you know? So I think there's, for me, it's always trying to remember like, okay, culturally, um, historically, how was this, would have this, would this have been written to piece these thoughts together? Because a lot of times it's the first sentence is the, the take home statement. And then there's, you know, the allegory or there's something in the middle that, 
if you just blush through it, brush through it, you're not going to see how it's all interrelated, right? And then you get to the last one, and it's like, thus, and you're like, but that, I, we weren't even talking about anything. What do you mean, thus? And so you've got to go back through and parse back through this. And go, oh, okay, no, this is all actually together. It's just, it seems weird because of how they wrote and how they put together thoughts. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Because, yeah, sometimes it's really hard to be like, that, like, decoding what's happening uh, any religious text really right, right. who are they like talking because they're so old <laughs> yeah they're so old they're written in a time in a language in a structure that's not familiar and so right. you're kind of just like mm, right what? Having to sit down going, like, like, <laughs> for, for me a lot of times it's like when it says you going okay who who's the you that that this is yeah. being spoken is to it me is, is it me is, is it, it is it the crowd which crowd to whom in the crowd are the is this being directed yeah. to right like th- there's a lot of that's that true. especially like paul's letters right they're very that's a very specific you <laughs> yeah, right it is he's talking to like a group of people <laughs> yeah and and having to, to you need the context of like who those people are yeah yeah and and so i think and that that may be a slight <clears throat> tangent to what you're getting at here because that's like okay i I'm studying this or I'm looking for oh, this. For no, it's still, right? it still counts. I think it still fits in just those, like a non-standard is just kind of what I was going at in okay. any way. Sure. They, that's mm-hmm. kind of my, my question here. Cause that's another, I guess. And another one is like any, anything that's like super old. Yeah. Right. When you read like mm-hmm. Canterbury tales, right. Sometimes it's just like, Mm, what <laughs> like beowulf you know when you had to read beowulf in high school and you're like i was oh, i was actually just about to re- bring up beowulf i know that that popped up a few shows ago but but yeah beowulf is a great example of that of going i have actually no context or foundation to, <laughs> to, to even know how to approach yeah, this anything is what? happening what <laughs> So yeah, I know Aaron. Do you have any anything? I, I was going to say the first time I ever tried to read like the Iliad and the Odyssey. Um, the, okay. Oh, that's a yeah. Because because I again like I was thinking like oh this is a you know it's a history book is going to sound like this. Yeah. And it's like, a poem. I didn't, <laughs> yeah, I, did, I didn't know like I didn't understand like how it was like broken down to like. Uh, the different sagas that are in it and like i was like uh what does that mean what so like that, that was the first like i never finished it and then because i was like i don't i don't know what this means i don't know and then like i remember i tried to read um well, i remember colin tried to read uh moby dick to me and that's when i way over my head and then I tried to read it's like the original version of Cantabon Cristo. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that one. It's a good one. And like, like now my brain is like, oh, I can do this, but like I couldn't understand like the French way of like that's uh, true. The, the name threw me off, and like all of that stuff. I was like, I don't, I don't know, I don't get it. My brain can't compute what's happening right now. Um, but but those were definitely like the first books that my my wee little brain like tried to do but i was like i i don't i don't know what that means i don't know what's happening uh that's a good point like uh foreign novels that have been translated Mm -hmm. sometimes they 
especially old for like you know like Dumas, and then uh, that made me think of like Jules Verne, like some of the stuff that he, he writes is like, like it's not this exactly the same. It's just like really dry in that eighteen hundreds type of way of writing. It's yeah, like, uh, like it's good eventually, but you're like, blah, well, yeah. come on, get to the point. Uh, the one that I the other reason I brought this up was sure. I am currently reading a book called I the Supreme. And it is by, hold on, I had to pull this up because I don't, I, the book is at school. I left it on my desk today on accident. Um, it's by Augusto Roa Bastos. Apologies if I mispronounce your name, sir. Uh, it is a book that is, it's a like a fictionalized account of the first dictator of Paraguay. Uh, Jose Gaspar Rodriguez de Francia. Uh, but he refers to himself only as El Supremo or I in the book. Ah. And the whole book is like it it's like it is presented to you as a compilation of dictated notes and things from El Supremo. Right? So yeah. it appears what's happened is the the only actual characters in the book are the dictator and his secretary, okay. Patino. And he's dictating all this stuff to him. And so, like, there's conversations between them, kind of, a little bit, but it, the secretary is just writing everything down. Yeah. And then the compiler, this mysterious compiler, has found all these papers and put them together in a in a like to tell this story right yeah um but then there's also like the compiler and then there's the author the bastos are not the same person right it's kind of presented to you in that way (laughs) and it's really bizarre because it's kind of like a weird examination of like language and because like the dictator has risen to power through his manipulation of language and the power it holds over people, but he's dictating everything to his secretary. So his secretary is actually holding a lot of the power because he's writing this down and he's yeah. changing things. Huh. And it's implied that a lot of the stuff that there's like these little compilers notes that are sprinkled throughout there. And it's sort of implying that like what the El Supremo is saying uh, in certain cases is not factual uh, sure. and it's, it's wrong. Right, <laughs> it's his version of events, yeah. and the compiler is being like, um, actu- actually, this is what's happening in these little marginal note things oh. that are on the side, and some oh, of them wow. are like super long, and it's like, it's re- there's no chapters, it just sort of goes, hmm. and it it appears that it's a compilation from like several different documents, sure, yeah, yeah, that are like placed in order, and they're like chronologically they don't necessarily follow an order they're like yeah pages from like one journal are interspersed throughout the book and they're not like sequentially located together it is so hard to read that's insane wow (laughs) it's crazy like you're trying to follow this like weird linear story that like jumps around and there's like four different stories happening about all these different times like one thing is about like the beginnings of Paraguay and like when <laughs> he came to power and when he like broke away from the junta and like did all the stuff and like <clears throat> the 
there's another part about like just a story about like him when he's younger and like there's that like stuff that's supposedly going on like quote unquote now like uh you know when he's dictating like current events to his secretary i'm just like what yeah what <laughs> huh yeah that sounds like one of those but uh the, but i guess so go ahead. yeah go ahead sorry no no you're fine you keep <laughs> no i was just saying it's supposed to be like some kind of examination between like language and power and all this stuff and like allegedly uh i read the other day that it's also sort of a thinly veiled dig at one of the the guy whoever was dictator of paraguay when this book was published in the 80s and the author is actually like he's actually like exiled from paraguay because of the novel oh my gosh so yeah apparently paraguay had dictators for like literally ever i learned that uh (laughs) so it's this just really it's really confusing and it's hard to follow (laughs) but it's like also interesting and i'm sure i'm like missing tons of stuff too because it's like all this stuff about paraguayan history which i know absolutely nothing just be real <laughs> so like <laughs> so brandon brandon rejogged my memory of another book that i had like a super hard time reading and i didn't quote unquote actually like read it read it into like until i was like out of college but it was it's a master and margarita you read that book? I've heard it's, that what? name. Master, yeah. Master the Margarita? It's Master and Margarita. Okay. Margarita. Um, it's a Russian, it's a, it's a country of origin is the Soviet Union, and it was written during the period of, like, the Stalinistic era, but it wasn't oh, published. Oh. <laughs> I bet it's um, fun. Be, oh, I bet there's no gulags like, in it. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, Kat Stalin did did find out like what what I'm doing. Um, it, it it it's 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 really weird. There's like a cat that's in it, but he's also like then like Satan makes an appearance and like bunch of other stuff. And there's like what? And so it, there there's a lot of like I can't even like I had to pull it up on Wikipedia because I was like I remember this book. Um, novel has two settings. The first is Moscow during the 1930s, where Satan appears to a patriarch Pons as professor. Uh, he's accompanied uh, accompanied this by the people. Um, the target is the literary elite uh, and their trade unions, whose headquarters uh, consist of corrupt social climbers and their bureaucrats. Blah blah blah. The second setting is in Jerusalem with Pontius Pilate. Um, Pilate's trial of Isha, Austria, Jesus of Nazarene, uh, his recognition of uh, blah, 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 and spiritual need for Jesus, uh, his religion. If this is the book I'm thinking of, because um, I had to read a lot of that kind of Arab book yeah. in my in, uh, yeah. history and culture class. And like, if this is the book I'm thinking of, because I kind of again blacked out um, during the whole time period, um, the the guy was like he was like arrested or something, um, and like, his wife actually like hid the book uh, so it wouldn't be found. And oh, it was wow. actually published like years later, 
It's like he he wrote it and then he um like destroyed the copies that he had. He's like, yeah, if I get found, it's definitely not not good. Um, and so yeah, he he uh, like got rid of it and then like his wife published it like years later. Um, and so I I have a copy of it. I opened up the first chapter to, to read for my class. I was like, nope, I'm just going to Google this. Because there's no way I can comprehend, you know, six hundred some odd pages of this. Like it's not going to happen. It, That's it, true. It, Russian literature is kind of its own special category yeah. of like. What? Well, especially <laughs> Russian literature that's yeah. distributed through Samizdat. Uh, uh, yeah, good. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, and it's yeah, all I'm um, not all. Uh, Obviously, but like a lot of Russian. Wait a minute, this is not actually about what it says. It's, it's about, about it's about right. something else. <laughs> like, and you have to like, it's yes. like an exercise in like figuring out like, oh, they're oh, actually talking I, about this, and that's why they don't want you to publish it. <laughs> I see. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's true. There, there's a lot of that, but I, I remember that book just being like apocalyptically atrocious. Yeah, I was like I don't understand that. That's true. Because some of these things say they're using these techniques and like just or like inventing their own techniques at some point. They're just like really hard to follow. And if you're not like ready for it, uh, it's really difficult to access what they're trying to tell you. You know what I mean? Like it can be a struggle. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. even even like I'm just looking at my bookshelf here and I'm just thinking like even the first time I encountered non-sequential storytelling when I read <laughs> Catch-22, right? That book is all out of whack. It jumps around all over the place. Yeah. And it goes, you had to remember all this stuff. And it's like, it's doing it on purpose because it's a book about ins- the insanity of the military. Uh, but like, it, at first you're like, wait, it, wait, what? I, I don't understand. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, th- yeah. The non-linear storytelling is a is a is a feature of books that allows a really neat stories to be told, but when done poorly, it's just as bad as trying to watch a non-linear movie, right? When you're like, oh yeah, right. Like it can be go bad really, really quickly. That um, that's true. <laughs> you know, simplistic, true. simplistically, honestly, some of the first non-linear stuff that I was ever exposed to when I was reading stuff are all the Redwall books because there's always the, the tro- right. The trope in that is there's always true. two stories happening simultaneously, always. Yeah, maybe, maybe three, and it kind of alternates between chapters of like what story you're going to t- go back to. Yeah, but, but even even that, like, like the thing at the Abbey, and then like whoever's out on the adventure, the adventure, right? Right, yeah. right. Okay, like, yeah. but, but even yeah. even just having exposure to those simplistic nonlinear stories and keeping things and keeping track of where people last were and and what the significance of this move is, and some of that gets hard when you're reading pieces that were written not just during a certain time but also for a certain time that's whenever a lot of this interpretation yeah. gets really yeah. hard like 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 this the book that you're talking about there and of of the master and margarita of of where that was written to people who were currently going through those atrocities and was trying to send a message and communicate to them for a very specific reason and then to to out of context come back and try and read that story with all our with our modern eyes 
and not having the background and the experiences that those readers would have been bringing to the table, it gets really hard. like you know you said yeah. earlier, Brian. Like you feel like you're missing all of this context. You're missing all of this stuff. Well, yeah, yeah. like that's we all, we I are. don't know anything about Paraguay, so right. yeah. like I'm like. <laughs> Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So trying to approach these is like, okay, what was the context? And again, going to whom is this being written? What would that person have known? And because yeah. and, and every once in a while they mention a name like yeah. of somebody, and I'm like, I bet that person's important. Uh, <laughs> I don't yeah. know who that is. <laughs> but the way, yeah, it's just kind of thrown out there like, I should know this person. So yeah, it turns out it's like some like super famous Paraguayan like military general. And you're like, yeah. oh, okay. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, okay, I got it. <laughs> but I think that level of, re- I don't know. I, I, I think that that at that level of like that is a pretty advanced level of reading not just not super just, right? oh man right and it's cuz it's not just do you understand this but but do you understand that you're that you don't understand it right does that make sense like like do you- yeah 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 like <laughs> yeah there's there's a, a deeper meaning other than the story and it's like very obtuse and sometimes it's like hidden you know and it, you have to like uncover what's really happening and it's not clear and that you, you always feel like you're missing out on something kind of yeah. cause you're like, I don't, I don't understand what I'm, you know? And when you, you know, when you try to read these things by yourself, uh, it can be real hard, especially if you're reading a, a, a South American novel that was published in the eighties, not lots of online resources, uh, to help you like <laughs> yeah. know what's happening. So you're like, <laughs> Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's hard, and it but it's really like it's it's also like weirdly, I find it intriguing and like fun too at the same time. You know, it's not like overly frustrating for me. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes it is obviously because you read some stuff and you're like, "What the heck was what that?" This? But like. Yeah. <laughs> It is sort of an interesting kind of challenge, like a, it's a mental gymnastics to try to make your own meaning out of what's happening, plus try to figure out what the author's telling you, like the message they're trying to send you, and like you're still trying to apply things to others. It's really just, it's that high, it's like, oh, just a, like you said, it's a really, it's a much higher level of reading that is like, it's re- rewarding. But also, like, really frustrating at the same time. So, like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause, yeah, when you sit down, and you're like, great, I'm going to read this ostensibly fiction literature, and it's going to require a lot of research or even, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like, like, I'm going to do a lot of Googling and note taking for this. But it is, it is really, yeah, because I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Like, I feel like parsing through that. And because you, you do get different levels of enjoyment out of it as you do that, like doing a cursory read through and, and appreciating for it. Okay. That was a good story. And then go, okay, doing a deeper dive and going, okay, but like, and then enjoying it for the meaning that it brings. Yeah. Um, right. Like yeah. I think that you can, and you can always, I think you can always read. I don't know. Always. Okay. I think there's a lot of instances where you can read a, many things. Um, at several different levels and, and oh the, yeah and and the joy of that right the joy of that is and to 
movies and TV to to a lesser extent because I feel like that there is a lot of heavy-handed interpretation and hand-holding that they have to do for for people to to get a point across but like for literature there yeah there's a lot of hand-holding sometimes you're like guys <laughs> you don't need to you know it's like like you know, as you know bob this i is, feel insulted right. that you think i couldn't figure that out like come yeah. on now I, <laughs> yeah. right but but you you don't in a lot of instances as well, like in books, like you lack that. So you have to bring that. You have to bring that. And, yeah. and a good author knows that. And a good author knows, okay, like this is going to spiral this way, or like this could be taken a couple different ways. And they can write to that, um, which I think is always enjoyable because then you get to be, you become part of the story at that point. Like you, gen- you literally become part of it because you're, you are reading into it. Like sometimes that can get dangerous when you read into things, your background when you're not, you know, you should, oh, yeah. right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, yes. <laughs> but pulling meaning out of the book and, or pulling emphasis and, uh, and takeaways out of the book and, and applying them to your life. That's a whole nother level where you're like, Oh my gosh. Like, okay. Yeah. I totally, I totally see that. Um, and, and can see how I and relate to it on that, for that instance. That's true. Uh, that explanation brings me to quite possibly the most bizarre book I've ever read. Uh, when you mentioned you become a part of the story. Okay. Right. Your oh. interpretation becomes important. <clears throat> uh, have you ever heard of a book called S? No. Uh, it's written by a guy called Doug Dorst. And co-authored by a guy you might have heard of named J.J. Abrams. <laughs> <clears throat> so this book, this book is wild. All right. It's actually two things at once. The book is packaged as a book called The Ship of Theseus by fictional author V.M. Straka. Okay. Okay. When you open the book, it is full of... It it is the novel The Ship of Theseus by VM Straka. It's a very crazy, like surrealist novel. Right? It's very strange. From like the thirties or something. In the margin of this book are scribbled little handwritten notes. And it is a conversation between two individuals who are passing the book back and forth reading it and trying to understand the meeting. They're trying to like find the identity of this fictional VM Straka, right? They're trying to figure out who, cause this is, this is in, in universe. This is the only book he ever wrote. He's this like really niche, mysterious author. No one knows about him. And these two people are like trying to uncover who he is. And in the margin is handwritten notes and they're different handwritings. So oh you can gosh. tell who's writing what, and they've been written at different times because they're in different colors. Uh, <laughs> and it's Whoa, a conversation same. between it's like an it's like analog text messages, basically, yeah. between these two people, conversations between these two people oh, that have been cool. Oh, my gosh. It's so crazy. And in the book, in certain pages, it comes in like this big package thing on certain pages. There's just like stuff inserted in there like evidence they found like a postcard and like <laughs> a coffee receipt that they wrote a bit a longer note to each other on and like wow a picture with you know stuff on it and like newspaper clippings and all it's 
nuts. That's it insane. <laughs> nuts. Right? Oh. Like there's oh. like this fictional like society that's like involved in all this stuff. And like every once in a while in the book, there's like a third handwriting and you're like, what, uh, uh, what, what the heck is that? Who wrote that? <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute. That's not what the heck's going on here. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. <laughs> it's, it's the wildest thing well, that's a really I've ever read really cool take on what it means to be even not just a novel, not, but like what it actually means to be a book. Right. Like you, cause you, yeah. as you said, like it's this mystery in a book thing, like that you're actively involved in as well. So, huh? huh. Yeah. I it, like it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're like, you have picked up this book that these people have been like checking out from a library and like passing back and forth. And they're like, I think it, it it did. There is on the outside cover uh, a fake library code, so it's implied that it was stolen from a library, awesome. right? Like, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's so wild. Like they took it from a library, and there's like it's just printed up like it would be an old library book in a university, right? Yeah. Which I think is where these both these people are like were English majors at a university, and now there's this backstory of like when the guy got like kicked out, right? And he's like continuing this quest to do and his younger girl is there and like to do all this stuff like so bizarre <laughs> and they're like trying to figure out who this guy is and about his life and piece together all this weird stuff with like there's like crazy stuff about like communist like revolutionaries and like anarchists and like you know like <laughs> it's a biz- it's so bizarre but it is so interesting and it's it is a hard one to read because you you have to keep like seventeen things straight because not only you're reading their things and they're like you read the novel part and then you're like trying to figure out what the heck it's talking about and then you have all these notes in the margins about what these other two characters quote unquote think it's going on and like how they're using that novel to decode these things you're like what, what? yeah <laughs> ooh like <laughs> it's it's wild. <laughs> but it's like it's super interesting but it, it that's another hard one to read because it there's a lot of keeping up of like yeah. uh whoa, what <laughs> well even then of like like as you're reading it going okay like i at least in my brain i'd be going okay well like what how much of this is the story? How much am I actively trying? Do, do I believe everything that's written here? Uh, you know, how much? Yeah, that's the other thing. Put on top of this, like, do I just take it? Because let's just be real. Knowing J.J. Abrams, yeah, mm. yes, there's, yeah. There's a couple of times where you're like, wait, is that that can't be right? That can't, is that true? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to kind of decide how much of their information you're going to take at face value. Mm. Like, do you believe them? Are they trustworthy characters? Like what's yeah. going on like i don't yeah <laughs> jeez it's i like it it's pretty nuts it's been a while since i read that one too but it i it's man it's a, <laughs> cool i love that yeah it's it's crazy oh yeah every time we turn a page like a coast fallout with like <laughs> some scribbled on it and you're like and like a phone number and like stuff you're like whoa what is this like i understand (laughs) and it's like from a certain restaurant where they like went to like do the thing and like sure and rally the mystery it's like whoa what's happening (laughs) 
<laughs> well, that uh, I'm gonna have to add that to my list. Okay, I have a long list. Oh, so many, so many lists. Uh, okay, <laughs> cool. Oh man. <laughs> well, uh, I have a lot of reading to do now. Thank you, thank you, guys. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, welcome. Okay. And uh, we need to co- we need to we need to finalize uh, off off air. We'll uh, finalize a challenge uh, for maybe not maybe not next week, but the week after that, so we can could do another oh. challenge because I'm getting the itch. Okay, challenge. All right, I like yeah. it. So okay, we'll get something. To- Listeners, you have been teased and warned, or that's for- true, for- or both, uh, both. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we'll. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find out when we do. So now they have a, that. Now they have both a sense of anticipation and foreboding. And like, oh no, what's <laughs> happening? <laughs> Excellent. Well, my job here is done. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> well, you guys have a good rest of your night, and uh, we'll talk soon. <laughs> All right, you too. Love, love you all. Love you. Love you too.